Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk After Dark, your late night live stream where we talk Star Wars queerly. I am your host, Brian. With me, as always, are my much, much better hosts. That's Spaghetti Jar 11 Queen, Emma. Hi. Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch. Hello. And hey, bitch, Chase. <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> Are we ready, my friends? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this thing and drink up. everyone hello hello hi scotty hello jedi paul hello andy hello buck hello kitten it's been a minute and matthew i don't know if you've been here before i don't recognize your picture (laughs) oh welcome hello scotty hello hello oh i love this scotty says howdy y'all so happy to have a panel cannot wait yes if you missed it everyone two weeks ago (laughs) Or something like that. I think it was two weeks ago. It was an Ixnay on the podcast AJ. But this week, we got a yes. So we are going to be on the podcast stage at Star Wars Celebration. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Uh, my little tweet that went out um, was very, very lovely. It got lots of attention, and I love yes, all. Did. Thank you yeah, for all awesome. of the support. Um, thank you for all the Steam Queens who are here each and every week, especially when people like Jonah are here and it's super late where they are, but they come anyways. Even if you're a little nervous, Jonah, don't need to be. You don't need to be. <laughs> I got you, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think, be um, for the both of us. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, uh, I know Chase, Jonah, and Casty, who will be here later, I think. I know there are three, but I know there's some more in here. Anyways, we're going to be us. star. Yeah. <laughs> They're all going to swoop in like Lando at the end of this thing. Uh, Hey, Bob. Uh, Yeah, so we were on the podcasting stage. I mean, congratulations to the three of you. Like, we did it. We're doing something. It's It's incredibly validating as as queer fans and queer content creators. And thank you to everyone for the support up until now. And thank you to Star Wars Celebration for having us. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. um, I'm elated. I'm elated. I... Yeah, I'm just elated, and I really appreciate all the support. I'm just going to say, I just, I lost my shit. It's as simple as that. Elated is too tame of a word, okay? (laughs) I know. It's beautiful, I'm happy, little queer Mark who loves Star Wars could have never imagined this, and it's just going to be so real when we're all sitting there together talking, and I can look over at you guys as you're doing your thing instead of through a video screen. Mm -hmm gonna get pretty real pretty quick oh here my soon. god mike you're already <laughs> getting no. yeah. yeah okay to, well, to, wedding day mascara. to end the tears i'll say this and i'll make sure i wear deodorant because i don't usually wear deodorant but i'll put it on for y'all <laughs> with the skankiness of this show hope comes on and talks about how she hasn't showered in three days <laughs> 
Brian, we just get we're ready to get down and dirty with the tross. That's what it is. I am am getting ready to get down and dirty with an injured snake. I'm sitting there waiting, waiting. (laughs) I mean, I'm always down to get dirty with a snake anytime, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing new, (laughs) nothing new. And this has come to the podcasting stage, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> um, also, don't forget, we're going to do a queer meetup on Thursday, May 26th at 8 p.m. at Bobby V's. I promise I'm going to be making a graphic. I have just been a very busy boy. Um, parent, it's been a parent heavy week, as my co-hosts know, with <laughs> empty pockets and also full pockets. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that the wrong pockets were empty. The wrong <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emma, how was your week, my friend? How was your week? You know, it started off pretty terrible. Like, I, I, I mean, I guess if you watch the show regularly, you know that I've the past few weeks I've been like, this hasn't been a great week, but the fog has lifted, the storm is over. I actually I hit like a super super low point a couple of days ago and I tried to like hide all of my fix and like just take them all down because um, I was just trying to like rage quit and then two separate people begged me to put them back up <laughs> I and love that. Uh-huh. A, fa- a person who does binding who does book binding actually told me that she's been secretly working on an anthology of my work like actually like binding it into a physical book. Oh my god. That is so iconic. That's going to happen in a little bit. And my best friend Dash just like put her arms around me and just like loved me back to life. Good. Like just showered Good. me with words of affirmation and forced me to participate in appreciating my own work. Good. And it Aww. totally changed my attitude for the first time. And I feel better in a better mood than I have in like literally like five or six weeks. Good. That's amazing. Amazing. That's amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> I mean, I have to say something similar to all of our beautiful steam queens here. Like, I hope you all can feel how much I, I genuinely appreciate all of you like especially after the book of boba fett because we all know i did not enjoy that (laughs) i really burnt myself out because i was like boba fett this is gonna be awesome i'm put out all the content and it was real stretch i was not in a good spot um but my steam queens brought me back and i'm very appreciative and then to have a star celebration like recognize you too it's like okay i have no business being upset so thank you thank you like honestly i hope everyone feels it because i really do um mark how about you how was your week it was a good it was a busy week and there were more ups than downs and so that's a good thing and i'm absolutely just happy um with how everything turned out and by the way em if you were having a bad week and you already think about your writing, but I just saw a tweet from somebody who said that they accidentally submitted their Obi-Wan fanfic instead of their assignment. The tweet is blowing up. The poor thing is mortified, right? You know what? I'm sure their Obi-Wan fanfic is a gift to the universe. Right, exactly. 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 You know. Yeah, but just thought I'd put that out there. But yes, more Obi Wan fanfic. That's that's my that's what I have to say about that. Right? <laughs> Accidentally present that Obi Wan fanfic with pride. Mm-hmm. Like, right. let's get a 
Let's get Obi Annie's all over the place. Well, uh, Obi Ken, we love Obi Ken. Not oh, everyone does. I know that for sure, but I love Obi Ken. <laughs> yeah, because because <laughs> they have no taste. Exactly. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Okay. I well, I didn't think validated. I didn't think I was going to break this out this quickly because it's been a minute. But I figured tonight I was going to need. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got my fans ready for tonight, too, girl. We're ready for the cross. This is my buddy. Oh, right. All right. Well, I'm having my little Tanqueray gin and tonic from a can that, you know, all good to go. I I have missed my my little, my tea tiki that our beautiful Chase sent me long before they joined the show. Yes, Aww. that's how I got on, y'all. Mm-hmm. Everyone just send Brian tiki. Exactly. <laughs> buy, buy your way in. <laughs> it's been a fine week i think definitely more ups and downs this week which is nice um lego star wars came out as we all yes! know and love oh my god um, yes <laughs> so that has been an incredibly healing part of my week it's just been such love a great it. thing and it's been wonderful 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 yeah I love it. And I'll just say it right now. Next Friday, we're going to talk about the new Star Wars game. I'm also secretly doing it to force myself to play because I have not played it yet. I bought it Tuesday and it's still sitting right over there. Oh, my God. It's I won't hold my breath. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see, Brian. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, Steam Queens, hello, hello. I saw Molly here said she's not going to be. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Bye. Your way in. Uh, Taking notes. I wish, I wish you were going to Celebration too, Molly. I wish you were going because yes. you're so wonderful. Oh, God, you're wonderful. Um, and Matthew, do you live in, in uh, Anaheim? Uh Matthew said they weren't going till Friday, but they might come out on Thursday. So that'd be great. Ooh, I, definitely. Like, yeah, no, why not, right? <laughs> it's perfect because that's just the thing. It's like even if you don't have a ticket for every night, there's so many things going on that you can hang out with people and podcasters or whatever, mm. or your friends. They're going to be at all the different bars. It's like they take over mm. the whole damn town. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I... um. I'm so excited. Like, I'm just... Like, I'm so excited. When I make the graphic, everyone, please... Oh, <sighs> hello sam oh my god i'm so excited it's been oh god it's been i don't even know how long since you've been here live i'm sorry everyone but sam's my sam's my person sam's my little instagram person that i get to chit chat with hello buddy um (laughs) it's very uh it's been a long time um when i make this graphic please make sure to help share it even if people are not a pink milk person it is not a pink milk meetup it is a queer meetup for all queer Mm -hmm. people regardless if you listen to the show or not this is not about us this is about like all the queer people same with our panel like this is like a Mm celebration a celebration for all queer people because it's like a big deal in a year that i think many of us have felt very ignored by star wars (laughs) um yes i feel like really like positive about it and I'm very honored to be able to like share some of that space to do that with uh, with everybody. I'm very excited. All right. I'm going to prolong talking about Tross as long as I can, but I think people are here to talk about Tross. So um, <laughs> let's, here let's we get go. into it. Chase, did your ice cream come yet? Um, no, it, sh- it should be delivered soon. <laughs> 
<laughs> I forgot all about We're this. We're gonna things sweet tonight, y'all. We're gonna keep things sweet. I got the ice cream on the way and cold stone. <laughs> Actually, you know, now that you think, you mentioned it, I may run downstairs and get me an ice cream like cookie sandwich because we just have a new yes. place that opened up down at the corner called Insomnia Cookies, and they have some oh. awesome stuff there. Nice. So, I'm yeah. full support. It's that kind of <sighs> night. It's a trust night. Yeah, there you there's, go. A, there's a dessert place here in Montreal that's famous, and Sarah and I were actually watching like Bake Squad on Netflix, and it made her really, really crave this apple crisp um, cheesecake that she loves. Oh. It's like literally like a slab of cheesecake with like apple crisp like packed on top oh. of it with like caramel mm. sauce yeah mm. i know right mm, you're speaking my we language. only have it like twice a year because it's so decadent well, and right, i tried right. to uber eats it and they were closed <gasps> mm. i'm so sorry that is that is the worst feeling oh my god Emma. denied okay cheesecake is like my thing i love cheesecake Ooh. above and beyond i think just me too anything, uh, yeah so Again, here we go. I, we're just absolutely. avoiding Tross as much as possible. So, okay. Emma, <laughs> I'm avoiding a little more. By the way, Scotty, I, I'll check to see about the insignia cookies. If it is the same, and also, yes, the drink is tasty. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> Emma has never been to a Jack in the Box before, so we're very yeah. excited. We're going to take care um, of that. Yes, we're going to uh, pop the Jack out of her box and introduce. <laughs> You don't understand how much I love cheeseburgers. Like, oh. <laughs> so anyway, I love cheeseburgers uh, yeah. so much. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm right there with all, you. Like, are, are we are we all Jack in the Box fans? Because like, no. I only go to Jack in the Box for like they're like French toast sticks in the morning. Like that's the only time I really. Jack in the Box. I like their break the the croissant, which like mm-hmm. a little sandwich. Oh, the with the croissant, so good. Yeah, the little croissant mm-hmm. sandwich. Yeah, those are good. Right in the morning, really but then good. in the evening, the bacon cheeseburgers are good, and the curly fries with that buttermilk sauce. Oh, anywhere that sure. has curly fries, yeah. like but I'm they do taste so, so much better when you're a little drunk, or maybe a lot drunk, and it's two in the morning. So just yep. saying, <laughs> Jack in the Box way. <laughs> um, but Emma, Jack in the Box has the best worst cheesecake like ever. It's so good. I don't know Ooh. what it is, but it comes in like. Well, I don't know. I haven't had it. Is it so like New years. York style, or what style of cheesecake is it? I think they claim that it's New York style, but I don't. No, if it really is. You don't know don't. the difference between the cheesecakes, do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it has been well documented on this podcast that I am basically- Well, we're going to learn you, Brian. It's okay. We're going to get you some deodorant. We're going to get you some cheesecake lessons. And, <laughs> and then we'll send in your college applications. <laughs> Tom has been trying for almost 15 years to get me to wear a deodorant. And uh, yeah, no, I like that smell. Like, give it to me by the end of the day. Mm. I get it. No, I get it. I get it. I do. Like, sometimes when I forget to wear it, I'm like, you know what? I'm here for it. I smell yeah. like a human being and I smell like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but you can only get away with that like about like eight hours out from a shower. Like, yeah. any yeah. longer than that. Yeah. And it's just. It goes no. downhill fast. It's a slippery nope. slope. <laughs> some call it downhill, and some are like, "I will roll down to the bottom of that." Right? Nobody is going to hang out with you. So the rise of Skywalker. Um... <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's get this thing back on track. We are fifteen Jeez. minutes in. Okay. Oh uh, Mark, I want to start with you because I got your text messages like oh, before geez. I went to sleep. 
while I was asleep and when I woke up this morning. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Give oh, us. Okay. We're going to start this off. Emma blamed me for to- being toxically positive already today. So I'm going to be toxically positive. <laughs> Mark, right. give me one good thing about. Tri- there it is. The ice cream has arrived. All right. Oh, okay. Mark, I'm ready. Yes. Give me something good. No, I, yeah, give me. No, no, no. I want to sure, frame sure. it this way. I want to. Oh, sorry. I'm going to frame drink it this up, way. Andy. Drink up, Andy. Drink up. What? Oh, my God. And also, speaking of drinking, look at this. I am not talking about Tross at all. Um, I am. Scotty, they're drinking Instigator wine. I'm like, this is perfect for the evening. I love it. Amazing. Check out, they, Amazing. they tweeted on our Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Mark, what were you <laughs> expecting before this came out? We had had The Force Awakens. We all fell in love with. Finn and, and Ray, and Finn and Ray at that moment in time for me. But then Rise of Sky or uh, Last Shadow came out. We all fell in love with a whole lot of people. What yeah. were you expecting? I guess I was expecting a little more like how the Revenge of the Sith was in that like there were some ups and downs leading up to the end of that trilogy, and then when we get that movie, it just all really came together, right? And you folks know I love the other ones for you know different reasons and all that stuff. It's all mm-hmm. great, but yeah. But this one, I'll tell you this much: when I saw the trailer, I wasn't super enthused afterwards, and that's when I knew there was a problem for me already. Right? I mm-hmm. something about the vibe starting with the trailer didn't make me enthusiastic for the film. Mm-hmm. It was fun to see it with a whole group of people in Chicago. Don't get me wrong, because I don't. I would never want to like trade that for anything. That is just mm-hmm. that is just a vibe that you cannot repeat, right? Yep. But yeah, when I was watching it, like there were certain parts I thought, oh, that's cool. I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. But you know, I don't know that I was ever super enthusiastic about Palpatine's return, and I think that's what kind of killed it for me from the beginning. Oh, so there's wow. that. Yeah, and so you know, but I'll get more into that because it, it, uh, there are things I kind of came to accept a little more watching at this time, but we'll get there. Thank you. Oh, that's so cool. Grayson, please put a oh, link wow. to your store in the, in the steam room chat there before, if anyone needs to buy pop figures, it's beautiful. And it goes in the dark. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. Um, okay. <clears throat> Sorry if I went on. Emma, for too long, but... <laughs> no, you're good. What were you expecting? Um, as a Raylo in specifically (laughs) (laughs) there are so many things I'm not going to talk about tonight Um, and will you notice what shirt I am not wearing because I Uh love you (laughs) we'll get into it later No, we won't. There's like, a you divide. Can say whatever you want. I'm not there's <laughs> there's a, a divide between M and I wider than that divide that happened on Skywalk on um <laughs> what's it called? Uh, oh god, I hate this trilogy. I can't even remember. Are you talking Ooh, about first awakening? Ryan, you oh, are no, I'm sorry that, that like was one hell of a slip there. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, my Why that tastes divide? a little less sweet right now. Yeah. Exactly. In fact, it's kind of bigger. Um Em and I have a divide wider than that crack on Starkiller Base when it comes to uh a certain someone. 
Anyways. <laughs> no, what what but, were you no, thinking? I, I can talk about what I was expecting. I mean, for one thing, I mean, I've been hearing, so I've been following so much the saga of how they were reusing footage of Carrie. So I was really interested in seeing mm. what they were going to do and like how that was going to work. Um, that was something I was really looking forward to. Story-wise, um, I really just, I wanted it to like match the cadence of the other trilogies. And I wanted the last film to be like a battle for someone's soul you know just like how you know revenge of the sith was the battle for anakin's soul and so was return of the jedi mm -hmm. i have points i agree with i that. love that and it's, i love I agree. that and I, it's, that's one of the things i also want to kind of want to get into tonight and too. that was one of the things that disappointed me about it was that it was way less the thing is it was way less spiritual than I wanted it to be. Like the themes were way less spiritual than I wanted them to be. And I feel like the spiritual force stuff that was there was sort of like just shoehorned in. It was kind of like, you know, JJ just like squirted a bunch of glue on some construction paper and then like shook some glitter <laughs> over it and was like, done. <laughs> that causes all the lens flares. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's where the lens flares come from. So that was that was what I thought. That would like that was what I was thinking was going to happen. All what right. I, like I thought it was going to contribute something to sort of the cosmology of Star Wars, and it mm. did not. The end. It did introduce like force healing though in a more direct way, right? This than is what we true. Saw in this is yeah. true. But I have. Other I'm here things. to. I'm here to pay, play devil's advocate all night, just so everyone. I knows. love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Honestly, as somebody who writes fan fiction, if Tross had not introduced that, that's something I would have written in the story. Yeah. Because the way that I think about the Force, and the way that I, the impressions that I have about how the Force works. It's like, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed, but it can be exchanged. You know, it sort of, it just sort of makes sense to me on like a very fundamental level. So right. like, it would make sense to me that if you had these people who were capable of holding in their hands, like that energy, like the life energy, like they can help to direct the course of the current of the life force that exists in the galaxy. And so then to me, the, the possibility and the existence of forest healing is just very obvious to me. Yep. To the point that like, I wasn't even that surprised when Ray did it with the Vexus. Like that wasn't like a <gasps> moment for me. I was just like, yeah, of course she can do that. That makes total sense. I'm with you. Em, like if I, I if, if I, if I had a character, like if I had written a character that, that was in tune with the, you know, with the energy of the universe, it just seems natural to me that they would be able to exchange some of theirs in order to heal like another creature that was alive. Agree. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to let Chase finish this. I was kind of in the Mark camp with the trailer. I don't know why. I felt like I was supposed to like feel grand about it, but I never did. Like, I felt like I was told to, but I didn't until I think it was like two days before, maybe the night before. And we got that little sneak peek of Kyle at Ren at the Sith Temple. 
and I lost my mind. I was like, oh my God, we're going to go here. I was like, I was so on board. And then a few minutes later, I heard, and at the time, I didn't even know what Fortnite was, but then like we got the release of some radio thing on Fortnite. And I was like, oh God, you just cheapened Palpatine's return with a stupid video game marketing thing and it yeah, just I did like not it didn't like that it, at all it was oh. and then we get to the scroll the to the crawl at the beginning yeah. and i was like oh wait we're just going right into this yeah and it was like this instant like i was here for palpatine coming back like i was here for it i was like 1000% on on brand for that i thought it was him the whole time anyways i thought i didn't know if he like made snoke or if he was like a wonky hybrid clone version of something but i knew there was something there mm-hmm. so i was here for it but then i was like oh wait where there's like no suspense here we yeah. are and i was yeah. just like i was like and it looks cool like the whole inside of the thing is cool but the dialogue is just it is so clunky it's like i i it, i i was like oh no I felt yeah. like I had an uphill battle. I felt, oh no, at the beginning of Last Jedi, which we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, because I don't like the opening of that. But then Last Jedi won me over, and it's a great movie. This was just, I don't know. I, so I was really nervous going into it myself, actually. And there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure to this movie, which, you know, I recommend. No, there was. I mean, that's that. When you come down to it, this movie had so much writing on it. And mm-hmm. that makes it super difficult because it's like, you want it to be successful because it's it's an an important part. It's the end of a forty year saga, and yep. so that's a lot for one movie to do, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just it, it's unfortunate. I because I really, really, really wanted to like it. Don't get me wrong. I went into just like I want to come out of here, you know, ugly crying because it's yep. the end, and we've seen everything that I really wanted to have happen. Like and just like. I mean, it doesn't have to tick every single box, but it's just like one of those things where, like, I want to get emotional watching a Star Wars film, and out of all of the films that that should have happened in, it didn't with this one, and that's so disappointing to me because mm. it's like I I wanted that, you know, um, and when it was over, it was over, and that yeah. is that. So now, all right, Chase. <laughs> bring back the joy bring back the joy what were you uh well you weren't expecting anything this movie first came out the way i rolled it y'all i, I probably watched the force awakens on a monday like the <laughs> last jedi on a tuesday and the rise of skywalker on a wednesday like i really wasn't expecting much i was just expecting a vibe and i i have like you know i actually still have all my original notes from the first time i watched it um but overall i liked it but as i've like you know, sat in Star Wars longer, I've been like, okay, no, it's like, it's objectively not perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm the first person, I mean, like, I I, I will admit that. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I guess the, if the question is just what was I expecting, is very much like, I was just, just expecting a vibe, and it delivered a vibe. I think it does deliver a vibe. I think it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have like a whole list of everything I love about it, and I will say overall... My overall thought about this movie is it has so much that works so well for it and very just only one or two things or three things or four things that don't work for it. Like a short list of things that don't work. Long list of things that do work. The issue is, is that short list of things that don't work are so loud. 
that it drowns out everything else. And that I think is like my main overall review of the movie. I agree with you so much, Chase. Because this movie is pure joy and fun. It's mm-hmm. so much fun, and Joey says it in is. here that that he flip he's flip flopped so much on this movie, and I feel the same way. I think just a few weeks ago, I'm like, oh no, I'm kind of digging it again. I'm like into it, y'all. I'm not gonna lie, I couldn't finish it. Like I couldn't finish it this <laughs> it time. I, could, I I couldn't. Do you should have you should have just used this version, <laughs> which is what I did. <laughs> hey, That's wait, beautiful. Wait. I it's love the little, it's the little golden thing, book. Look at how beautiful the artwork is on that thing, though. I mean, seriously, look at that. I want to see that animated version. <laughs> I'll just be on call. Whenever you need me to pull something from my pros list, I'll pull it out. Oh, I, I got love a long-ass pros list. Okay. Yeah. No, I. but, like, <clears throat> here's the... For me, I love what it... I love what it tried to do. Let's get into some pros. So, a pro for me... Yeah. Honestly, we're going we're gonna to circle back to it. But this movie and Ray Skywalker is one of it is probably in my top five all time very favorite Star Wars things. So like I can I will never hate a Star Wars movie, even if I said that I hate them at the beginning of this episode. But like I don't hate any Star Wars. I don't even hate the Book of Boba Fett. I just as I've always said, I love Star Wars so much that I'm comparing everything to greatness. And nine times out of ten, Star Wars hits a ten for me. And when it falls, I think it just feels like it fell harder than it probably really did for most people because I take it way too seriously. Um, but I think I love Ray Skywalker. Like, I love Ray Skywalker so much. I love what it stands for. I love what it means. I love the selfless act of her to take that name for the galaxy as a whole. Like, I love so many layers to that choice. And the choice that she decided to take it. Like, I'm here for it, and it's one of my favorite moments. And I cry, ugly cry every time at that, because it's just really, really powerful. And it's kind of simple, the way they deliver that line. It isn't, like, Mm -hmm. over the top. And because this movie is over the top, like, from literally start to finish, which is also one of the problems, (laughs) there's no time to breathe in this movie, that it takes a moment to breathe when she says that. And I think that's, it's really beautiful. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Mark, give us another positive. So I do love the intro of this film a lot. It's beautiful. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful moments in this film. Yeah. I, I think my favorite shot though, for sure. And I think it's just in general, I love just long shots, right? Oh my God. I love the Backstreet Boys shot too. Uh And, um, (laughs) When you see Kylo coming down and it's just like, you know, it's just giving you this beautiful shot of him just lowering down and he's in the middle and it just, oh, I just love moments like that, right? It just, it gives you a chance to look at the bigger world. You know, a lot of times you're up close, obviously, to the actors and everything, but just the world building Mm. and you're getting an idea of what this whatever it is, Sith Temple is that, you know, that he's lowering into. Um, And it's a lot of unknowns, you know. Um, I wish that they would have had a little bit more time when he was on um, the one planet. What do they call it in this universe? Um, That he went to where Vader's castle was supposed to be at the beginning. Uh, Mustafar? Mustafar? Oh, it is Mustafar. Sorry. I was thinking of the other planet. Never mind. Well, oh, um, like Moribund? I was thinking of that. Oh. Yeah, sorry. It's actually Mustafar. That's where the tombs right. of the Sith are. Yeah, yeah. 
Whereas this is where Vader's castle's at Mustafar. The fact that we don't know it's Mustafar and Mustafar is an effing iconic location. The fact that we don't know that. This is one of my biggest problems with the treatment of Kylo Ren in this movie is that they did not leverage his obsession with Vader enough. That should have been a whole emotional journey. Mm. We should have seen him go to... Can you imagine how powerful it would have been walking through Fortress Vader? Oh Oh my god. Bold, because we're talking about positives, but I have so much to say. I have so much to say. I'm melting, I'm melting, I'm melting. My very first fan fiction ever has Rey going to Fortress Vader and meeting the ghost of Padme who's been trapped there for reasons. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, that's a good one. Go read. Um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I will say there is something. I don't know where this film falls apart. I don't know if there was a much longer version of the movie that we didn't get to see that they haven't mentioned. Um, because the actors in this movie are great. Mm-hmm. their performances mm-hmm. are stellar they so good. they they their clearly believed in the story they were telling i also think that there i would was... go that far but okay they were professional like, I... and did their jobs <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and just like that i ran out of ice cream <laughs> there's none left um <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. No, but like, you know what? I'm just gonna yeah. have another drink. Yeah. Okay. So, give us something positive, Emma. Something positive. Something positive about what? The, the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> well, I mean, going back to that fight scene on Mustafar, I mean, Kylo Ren looked very hot. <laughs> okay, something aside from the first five minutes of the film, M. Overall, give us something positive. <laughs> Um, it was nice to see Lando again. Okay, sure. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this movie also gave us that. It's my favorite thing. Whenever my children Amazing. are being like, I'm sorry for anyone who might be offended, but when my children are being stupid, which all kids can be stupid sometimes and say stupid yeah, adults things, adults can be stupid too. <laughs> whenever they say something stupid, I say okay. <laughs> And they usually figure out what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> they're going to turn that into their adulthood and they're going to do that with their partners. Just wait. They're going oh, to no. be a whole explanation. So when they come home for Christmas and you guys do it, everyone's going to know the language. Oh, <laughs> oh, I feel bad for whoever enters this family later because there are so many barriers that I don't think the world would even really comprehend, but they're going to have to figure it out real quick. Okay, right. Chase. Yes, Queen. Poll three. Oh, I got, I got, things. I got so many positives. Okay, one, I think that this trio really shines in this movie. Ray, Finn, and Poe all like really, really work well together, and they play off each other perfectly. Like, I actually don't really even like. I think I buy them as a trio most in the Rise of Skywalker. That's when yeah. I really feel like there's a shared history. Like they're all homies. Um, that's one thing that really works for me. Also, all the love. Ooh, 3PO gets in this movie. I really love him. And 3PO gets to really shine in this film, which is awesome. And his line where he's like, you didn't say my name, sir, but I'm all right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a 3PO move. 
I love it. I so was so proud. I was like, he just gets shit on in every film. It's yeah. like if it's not Han, it's like you know, it's Poe. You know, and it's, it's like, like that is like the three pill line to end all three pill lines. It this is, is true. perfect to have in the last movie of a trilogy and the saga. I'm into it. Um, <laughs> I guess my a third thing will be. Hmm, let me look at my list here. Um. I want to choose like strategically because I'm going to save more points for later. Um, I think I'll just say that um, the the love that animals get in this movie, I think, is specific to this film. I think that Star Wars animals get really respected oh. and really like loved and held in a way that we don't normally see animals treated in Star Wars. Ooh. So I think that's like a really cool thing that's specific to Tross. Oh yeah, the with the horses, get- like with the space horses. I don't know what to call them, y'all, but oh. the space horses. They're called the- Orbox. Thank you. The ore box yeah. and the the Slytherin at the bottom of the thing. And, and what's that called? That's called the Vexus. The, the Vexus. I love the way the animals are treating this film. I was so here for the space horses running on top of a Star Destroyer. <laughs> like, oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no. Oh my I god. Thought, I, thought I, thought Emma, I, I thought Emma I thought that or Emma was like <laughs> No, I inhaled a little bit of dust. Sorry guys. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I think it, it I think it was salt, Emma. It wasn't dust. It was, <laughs> it was salt. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um Emma, let's talk about this. Let's get into some things that did not work. And I want to piggyback off of um, Kylo Ren with you at the beginning of this film there was like there was a few things that just like I think this film asks it's my, this film has a lot of the same problems that I personally have with the MCU I feel like I know Chase like loves the newest Spider-Man movie but I, I felt like that movie you were required almost to have seen the other Spider-Man movies and those other two Spider-Men didn't really belong in this movie the movie didn't give them a spot in the movie. The other movies put gave them a spot in this movie, if that makes sense. And I feel like mm-hmm. the MCU asks you to do a lot. <clears throat> like it yeah. just it implies that like, oh, we care about the people in the world. Let's hope they don't get dusted. But we don't meet any normal people in the world that we fall in love with. We don't meet a like side family that happened to be saved by an adventure and watch one of them disappear. Like we don't. We don't see Hawkeye's family. We don't see for me. For me, that's those are my mm. things with this. So I, these are my questions Hi, that I had at the very beginning. Hi, Hope. These are um, okay. Um, the final order. What about the other steps? We start with the first order, and now it's time for the final order. I was like, oh wait, there's orders to this. Okay, don't understand where that came from. I also um, I think didn't it was know just a that- badass name. Yeah, I think. I oh think no, it was, the final order's red. Yeah, it's yeah, great. No, I, I do get that. <laughs> not as in, not as in the yeah. end of the, like, not as in like the yeah. last one of a series. It's just like yeah. this is the order that like no one, will, no rebellion will ever be able to squash out this order. It is the yeah, final. Exactly, order. exactly, exactly. And and look, okay. uh, if if nothing else, their outfits are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I freaking love. Like, I paid more attention in this time. I was like. Oh, love that outfit like i was like the, the, the oh. you know the just the sith armada and just like mm-hmm. all the officers even the way they look the red oh God, like the... accents to like the little to, oh yeah yes please um <laughs> but i also and then like palpatine's like i'll give you your own empire 
I'm like, but when did we ever learn that Kylo wanted an empire? Like, I don't understand. Like, like we didn't, we knew He's, that the First Order looked like one, but we, like, yeah. there was no talk of the Empire. Because it's not mention- like, yeah, it, it's not like he was like Anakin in that sense where, like, that's what he wanted to rule. Kylo like, I mean, was yeah. improvising. Yeah, this it's was, like, like he was. improvisational jazz because he only yeah. killed Snoke because Snoke threatened Rey. Yeah. And his loyalty was to Rey in that moment. And then he decided he was going to be supreme leader so that Hux didn't shoot him. Right. But I, so when it comes to the critique, though, of Palpatine, like leveraging that towards Kylo and like kind of enticing him with that, I think he, I think it's just a lapse of judgment on Palpatine's part because Palpatine underestimates how much love Kylo has for Rey. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But Palpatine it's like he doesn't, like he doesn't know right. his exactly. motivation. Exactly. That's, his weak, that's his weak spot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it is okay. a, it's a little strange because you would think that, because here's the way, I mean, we look at Palpatine, it's like he is a formidable bad guy. Yes, he is. He's yeah. going to know what you want. He's going to know your motives. He's going to have an idea of what makes you tick. And that's what makes him, you know. <laughs> Paul, you got a point. Helps us half dead. Give okay. him a break. Yes. Okay. <laughs> The power came from that one finger that's only got like a little bone popping out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I understand. Okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is interesting because in like in the other instances, you know, it's funny how he goads like the different people that he's trying to seduce and entices them with the things that they want. Right. And there, it, it was weird to have him offer him that, like he's trying to play that same card again, but it's like, that doesn't work for everybody. Well, so, but the yeah, it's like not everybody the, is out for power. Yeah. Like he should have Which, offered to bring Han back. Ooh. I, no, but here's the thing. Like I understand what Palpatine was doing because that's how Palpatine won over Anakin. But the other two films didn't give us what Kylo really wanted outside of Rey. Like we knew, like they kind of did it with the, with Vader in the Force Awakens, but then Vader disappeared and in the last Jedi. So I feel like I feel like this movie also highlighted where Kylo's like Kylo's journey was failing. We get a lot of Ben's journey, but Kylo what Kylo wanted, like they didn't answer in this. And I feel like if this is what they wanted to wanted to do with this film, they could have done that, but they threw it all at the very beginning and even if like I think I think Palpatine should have come in at like earliest at the second act and they could have peppered in some of these things to make it work in this movie. Like it just like they didn't answer it. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I would just argue that that to me Kylo Kylo not really knowing what he wants is integral to who he is. Like so that's <laughs> the only thing I'd throw okay. in there where to me when I watch Kylo Ren I'm like he is like so lost in the sauce of who he thinks his grandfather was and who, and like his issues with his his parents, with his mom and his dad, Mm -hmm. and also like light versus dark and being tugged this way and that way that he just doesn't even know what he wants. And he really gives me that energy of like the kid who's getting pulled every which way and is trying to please everyone, but also like screw everyone at the same time and just doesn't know what he wants for himself. So that's the only thing I'd throw out there. Well, we see that very clearly from the comics too, is because Mm. the thing that the thing that Kylo wants the most is to fulfill people's expectations of him. And, but you can, that's always going to fail because you, you're not psychic. You know what I mean? Right. 
And it was like, he felt so much pressure from the legacy of his family. You know, like when he was talking to yes. Ty, yes. you know, and like Ty's like, just be yourself. But yes. like for Ben, that's not good enough. You know, mm-hmm. he feels like he feels so much pressure to be more than that. And then, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back is when Luke tries to kill him. And it's like, okay, so like what? You've just completely given up on me. So I have no possibility ever of fulfilling anyone's expectations. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know, just like mm-hmm. fuck it. And then he sways all the way to the dark and then his mom comes in and then sways all the way back to the light. It's like incredibly gorgeous. And then I will it's say really quickly beautiful. to speak to what Em was talking about at the beginning of the show where it's like there's no like fighting for a soul. It's like I think that this movie would work 150% better if he didn't die and if Ben got to live because like that's to me that's to me that's the soul that we're fighting for. I think there's a lot of other things happening but I think that we're also fighting for this the soul of Ben and so to see that soul like just taken off the face of the earth the second he was redeemed the way, even though like everyone else gets a redemption arc but Ben doesn't like that's one thing that really that's I think so does weird. not work and that's yeah. one of I think there's two big things that that if they were just not there this movie would work like 100% better. It's that and also in my opinion, Ray being a Palpatine, I love that Palpatine is in it, and I think it makes total sense to have him in it. But if they kept her as like a nobody, that would have been it. Personally, I agree. Personally. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe even if, because I agree with you, Chase. I like that Kylo is struggling to fight for who he is, but also doesn't know who he is. And I feel like mm-hmm. a way to have the Emperor figure that out is to offer polar opposites. Like he wasn't, he just kept mm. doing what, I don't know. Like it just didn't, it didn't articulate that very well for me. Cause like he wasn't showing, you know, you could have Ray. Oh, you don't want Ray. I'll give you an empire. He wasn't, that's what, that's kind of what Palps does. Yeah, I get, I totally get it. I don't, I definitely wouldn't descri- describe this film as articulate. So <laughs> <laughs> like if you're looking for things to be like articulated, I don't know how much of you're going to find it in this movie. But like if you want to get in there with like a pen and notebook and make it make sense, it's a great movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I, you know. Yeah. Oh God, I love it. Okay. Um, anyone else have anything to say about Palpatine? Um, I think I do. I mean, it was really just actually no, just that I don't think that Ray should have been. That was the only thing. Yeah, so it's yeah. more about Ray than Palpatine. Yeah. But I love that he comes back. His costume change once he sucks the life force out of them doesn't make any sense to me. But I love that. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's there in like this, like this, like Hugh Hefner red, like like smoker's jacket. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going? Like, on? Oh, the vampire. They were, they were coming out yeah. for the fin- the big. Closing number. Yeah. That's yes, why they had to the last, the <laughs> last quick change. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I mean, before that though, it is it is creepy though how they have the mechanism holding him up, and that's yes. like the way he yes, looks. That I have a to, very I, cool I, idea. It's really, really, yes. really cool idea. And yes. I, I think the one thing though, I kind of wish we would have gotten a little bit more meat to the whole Sith cult following him there. Because yeah. that's fascinating, right? But yeah, just like, where did they come from? Yeah, it's like we because seem to get these like these these on this planet for generations to serve. Yeah. Palpatine. That is a get... very creepy idea, and it is also very cool. It's you just know? so like, weird. Yeah, you, you and also, of... yeah, go ahead. Well, when did like Charlie says? Secrets only the Sith knew. Like, when did we all learn about the Sith? Because we haven't mentioned the Sith in the other two movies. The Sith were like, like. People thought the Jedi were a myth, but we remember the Sith. 
the super yeah. secret only two people like <laughs> I, we don't remember the jedi but good point, good only point. the secret's the yeah. same new like yeah i mean i think like, that's I just a moment i think that's more of a moment of like just bad writing like that line to me yeah. is almost worse than somehow palpatine returned like yeah. i think that line is almost worse where it's like secrets only the sith knew and like cloning where we all have seen the prequels and we all understand the concept of clothing cloning and we know that it was the kaminoans that did cloning that was you know with the like the Je- jedi and like mm-hmm. so it was just it would that line to me is egregious but um I was going to say something about the cloning, but, oh, I was going to say, yeah, like a lot of this, like it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of this, like a lot of the um, unknown regions sort of like Exegol stuff is in the aftermath series. Like it just mm-hmm. stinks because if, I mean, I haven't read those, but I mean, I've caught up with what's in them and it, the context of those, I think help this film a lot. And if they just did some exploration into the aftermath series with the with this movie, it would have, I think, held its own a little bit better. Mm. I yeah, agree. It seems so faceless. It's like there's like who was there? Who are these people? And it's, it's mm-hmm. is it is it a little bit like in the Batman comic book Court of Owls, the oh, yeah. old money in the yep. city who have always been in power behind the shadows, mm. running everything the whole time. Give me a little bit of that of like people who were in positions of power, even amongst the good guys who were always kind of like rotting things from the inside out. And then they, you get to see them there, but there's, there's, that's the, that's a problem that happens a couple times in this film. And mm-hmm. the other time I will talk about a little later, but <laughs> I, so- <laughs> I almost feel like that line being delivered by someone in the first order to Kylo could have possibly made more sense. Whereas Kylo's like, where's all this coming from? Because then it would have been like, also the people in the first order, like I'm going to get upped by this group hiding in ice. Well, forever. and like, we know that there was crossover with the first yes. order because Brendel right. Hux and Ray Sloan yes. were buddies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. So I feel like if that was something that Hux was saying to also get after at Pyre, like play Pyre and, and Kylo against each other to try to worm his way in there, like that yes. could have been more yeah. interesting mm-hmm. and it would have just like, because I get that you need some sort of explanation of why Palpatine came back. Like, I get it. But again, had you just pushed his entrance to a little later in the movie, you could have started building those clues in the movie better. Yeah. Or if they yeah. wrote out the entire trilogy ahead of time, they could have pointed yeah. those throughout the trilogy. But the, you know, but they <laughs> Which did, were kind like, of there. No, they were but, kind of there. I know. Like, yeah. yeah. You mentioned all the stuff in Aftermath. Clearly, there's ideas circling around out there. So there, I don't... It's just, the narrative on Twitter is that they literally had no idea. They're like, oh, well, let's just, we're going to roll, roll the dice and we'll just like, okay, if it lands on this, it's going to be this. If it lands on that, it's going to be, that's not what they were doing. They had a lot of ideas, but there was not one overseer to all three of those stories to kind of bring those stories together. That's what yeah. the I feel was. like, I feel like Tross in general didn't really have any theme to it. And it was just a bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah. Like it's not a real story. It's just, a bunch of stuff that happened. A bunch of stuff happened. The end. Ryan brings up a good point, by the way. <laughs> yeah. this, this right here bugged me so much because not only just that the Aftermath books, but like Resistance Reborn, which I loved. Right. And I thought that we were going to get a little bit more of Nora, Snap, and Wedge in this film, which I think would have really rounded things out a little more. And they didn't. It's like such a missed opportunity. I would just, it really, really upset and me. And you know what? It yeah. could have also been uh, an emotional foil for Poe. Oh yes! Oh yes! Yeah. The yeah, yeah. The, the I mean, like marrying kind of their lost. families because yeah. you know, like because because Snap had a family that was intact and Poe had a had a family also of 
Rebel pilots that was broken. Yeah. Grayson, mm-hmm. yes. We can all take a moment well, to appreciate that. the fact that Aftermath gave us Cobb Vanth because yeah. we really? will always take a moment. Cheers. Mm-hmm. To talk about Cobb Vanth. <laughs> I feel like I, this movie, I think, decided because, as Zem said, it doesn't feel like there's much of a story. It feels like a lot of things happened, and it was a lot of things that, like, hey, we wanted, we, I've been here from the beginning, and these were things that we talked about where the story might go. And since it didn't happen yet, I'm just going to put them all in here instead of just letting them go. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, felt mm-hmm. like every, like, well, I, I had originally planned it, you know, if I was writing this land, it would have come back in the second film and we would have introduced that he had a daughter out there. So maybe he and Luke were out looking for like blah, 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 something. I don't know. I'm obviously yeah, you all plant that the up, seed, like, You plant yeah. the seed and then all of a sudden, because look, I mean, who doesn't want to see more of Lando and more of any ties to what's out there with Lando's story, right? Well, you know, honestly, cool. yeah. the thing that pissed me off in this movie, watching it last night, I'm cool that Lando and Luke became buddies. Like, that's rad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we never saw that. So you're going to bring Lando back in through Luke Skywalker, who you killed off, and we don't get to know any of that real story. Yeah. But you did want to bring him in with Han Solo, who has the relationship with that if, like, Han, Chewie, and Lando showed up in The Force Awakens together, having (sighs) gone back off, like, that to me is the is the logical connection and you meet him there and then go but while well, i also did this with luke at some point in time when like the stuff about luke is true all of it's true oh yeah because lando and i we went and looked for these crazy things together we had this yeah, adventure. Yeah. like like why it, you don't bring uh, land or you bring lando in through leia you don't bring lando through luke they had yeah. no relation they had no relationship in the movies again like i love that cool they had to something see that yeah, it would have been cool to see that because it, even if you don't get to see it on screen, yeah. if they would have brought him back during The Last Jedi and he would have been t- gone to Octo as well, and then he shows up, right? And he's there in the place of Han, so to speak, because we've lost that kind of like father figure on the Falcon, right? Yep. And it would have been perfect to have him come. And then he and Luke talk, and they have... Their man to man talk, so to speak, about like his place in the universe. And, you know, because if anybody understands about what it's like to be conflicted or to have a lot of things happen that change you in the end to become this person that we see Lando become, it's Lando, right? Yep. You've seen him go through a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been great to have yep. him talk to Luke. He doesn't have to be a Jedi to give him yeah. this advice. It's just like, it's like, look, dude. Your Something. sister needs you. <laughs> it's like your sister really needs you. Yeah. After all we've been through and after all the things that we went to and after we went looking for Palpatine mm-hmm. and look at what you're doing now, right? I just think that would have added more weight to The Last Jedi, right? And not yep. that, I mean, The Last Jedi, it, we obviously, we, we, we enjoyed enough. So it was cool. But I think it would have taken it up that next level, right? You know? Um, yeah, again, yeah, I don't it would mind. Have been, it would a little more. I love Whatever. that they became buddies. I am here for that. But I just yeah, think I love in a that movie idea. that's like slowly bringing in characters at a time that are asking you to like relate to these characters because of what came before, like right down to the like I've mentioned, I think that's what the thing that I love about the sequel trilogy is the meta idea of it. Then you need a tether from those previous movies to connect characters together to give them to the next one. And Lando just felt like he felt like a cameo. I will in this say. Movie. I I 100% understand where you're coming from, and I I get that train of thought. 
Yeah. The only thing I would say is like what is nice about the way Lando comes in, and this is something that kind of like you you typically speak to about what you like about Star Wars mm-hmm. is like I when when you hear when I hear that Lando like had like had a whole mm. journey with Luke, I'm I get to as an audience member feel that in myself and be yes. excited about that. I get to be like, oh my god, what was that like? That must have been like kind of like awkward at first, but kind of fun and like really exciting. So like that's the only thing. I'm not like I don't know like you know. I don't know what's best with regards to like storytelling and what Tether yeah. works like more, you know, efficiently for yeah. introducing a character, like a legacy character like that. But overall I do like that. It left me some room to like chew on that and be like, what was that like? No. And kind of imagine. No, I'm here for that. I agree. I agree. I just don't love that's. How, I just don't love. That's how he was brought in. I get it. it, felt, I totally it, get it. And like, he wasn't even his own character that like one of the outfits he has to do is for the other Disney movie that came out a little while ago. Like we're going to like put that connection there because mm-hmm. Lando can't be a strong enough character in himself. Like yeah. lame. Yeah. <laughs> and, Cause I love me some Lando. I agree. And I, yeah, mm-mm. Mm-mm. but he was great. He steals the scenes when he's there. Cause he's Lando and he's great. Okay. Um, let's move to, um, Ray and Kylo. <laughs> Where do we chase? Let's start with you. Okay. Where do we think <laughs> was it successful Ray and Kylo in this movie? Oh, I think they were incredibly like held and they were very successfully developed up until the very last scene. Like, I think it was something about. I mean, honestly, it was just, it was, I mean, I definitely am of the camp where I don't think that I said it earlier, Ben should have died. And I think that that is where they kind of like did a disservice to both of those characters. Um, But I think that, I think that they were developed really nicely. I mean, I think that this is what I'll say. They were developed nicely considering the end script that we got. Like it, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not nervous. I'm a little nervous about him, but do, it's, do I need it's to just leave hard. So you it's can just freely. hard because <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard. No, don't be nervous. Honestly, JJ I love everybody so in this clearly, room. Like, even took Buck. what like Ryan Johnson was doing and like threw it out the window when it came to Kylo and, and Ray. And it, it's frustrating because like to see my issue with Kylo and Rey in the Rise of Skywalker is not them as how they're han- how they're handled as a couple or not a couple but like as a whatever as a couple it's how they're handled like separately so it's like the way that Kylo and Ben like deliver information like you are a palpatine versus like in the last jedi where he's like you're nobody like let go like you're nothing you know what i mean like that for it it's for me the issue is more of like a separate character like Rey separately and Kylo separately than them together. I think that the way that they're handled together is, for the most part, very, very effective. I just wish that Kylo could have, Ben could have stuck around a little bit longer at the end, as in, like, not died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I don't, I, I don't feel like this movie just picked up everything from Last Jedi and crumbled it up. I don't really feel that way. Like, I feel like they pick. I think he did his best to pick up Ray and Kylo. I just think J.J. Abrams is a little empty and hollow and doesn't have a lot to say. And like, so he didn't know how to have that subtext because I've seen a lot of J.J. Abrams movies and I don't think he has a lot of subtext in anything he does. Like, 
And that's not necessarily bad. I'm not saying you have to have that, but yeah, I just feel like I feel like it's a little hollow. It's very yeah. surface, and there's not much to it. And I agree. I like Paul's all sorts of upset with me tonight because I probably do sound very contradictory to what I normally am. But like, <laughs> but those things work in other films because they're subtext. Like you could like all those movies earn not giving you enough information. They they give you just an, they give you the crumbs to lead you down a trail, and I don't think this movie does it for me. Like it was just like you're a Palpatine. Why? Because I said so. Yeah. Like there is no like they they didn't even handle Ray's really what it must be like to be a Palpatine. They didn't well, even really handle that super well. It was just like that's- I had a dream. I was on the throne with him. Ben, you wouldn't understand what I'm going through. And but that's- you don't either. That's my main issue is like on top of the racism, we also have like a whopping serving of misogyny in this trilogy where Ray is so, so sidelined and it's so wild to watch it because you see like a major like franchise and studio wanting to put like this strong female character forward, but have nothing. They have no idea what to do with her or if they do know what to do with her, it is put in like the background and what's put in the foreground is what these male directors want to do with her as an action figure. And it's so sad (laughs) that this like character and is completely (laughs) sidelined because she's a woman. Sorry. Like I'm going to say it. It's insane to me that like Ray was so left in the dust because she's, Oh, 100%. You know 100%. how amazing it would have been? Because he, because JJ refused scene, to continue which is the heroine's journey. Great. When all of a sudden her fingers shoot out lightning, you're like, what in the actual F? Like that, we should not have known Palpatine was back until that. Imagine not knowing Palpatine is here and saw her doing that, and you're like, holy shit balls. Mm. But then they glance right over it. Like they just glance over it. Like she almost yeah. killed these people, and she's like, I don't want to end up on the throne with Ben. Like, there isn't, like, it's just, it's so hollow. Oh, my God, I hate it. Well, they also, like, do that, they do that thing where, like, they, like, they're, like, oh, Chewbacca's dead. No, he's not. C-3PO lost his memory. No, he didn't. didn't. So there's no stakes, which makes for just kind of, like, a boring story, especially for a rewatch. It's not exactly, like, an exciting rewatch because you're not going to, like, Mark, you are saying earlier that you wish you had more of an emotional stake in it. You're going to have zero emotional stake because, like, nothing happens that isn't undone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... It is, yeah. I mean that that is a I think a huge beef with the movie I have is the the reversal of all the stakes. <laughs> I just wonder if this movie was ruined in the editing room. I wonder if there was something there. Ruined the writing got, room. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the writing room. No, I, but I, I really no, but think I, it's a bunch of screenwriters got together and wrote like random Star Wars scripts. Like they didn't really like. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Mark. How about you? How how did do you like Ben and Ray in this? So. I mean, there are a lot of parts of it that I absolutely love, you know, that leads to this journey. Again, like I said, I don't necessarily care for the end. Um, I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you said, I don't think that JJ quite understood how to play their connection as well as it was in the previous film. I mean, you don't Mm -hmm. get the hand touch type scene again, right? Mm -hmm. Something that important needed to kind of just continue on and we get them being able to like still interact that way right so that's cool but it just i never felt that they quite got to that moment again and then you know for lack of a better reference it's like when we finally get to the kiss it just you know even though we've seen them go through part of their journey it just it 
felt weird. It's like, you know, it was like the end of Ugly Betty where all of a sudden, like, you know, her boss and her are in love and they're together. And it just got rushed, you know? And it's like, <laughs> it's like, here we go. We're getting here. We're giving you little pieces, just a glimpse so you can see how they feel about each other. Oh, now they've got to, you know, I mean, it just, it was a little too much too soon. Mm-hmm. But, and again, killing him off, just, I, I, I don't like that. You said he, 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 you know, yes, he was the character that he was, but he deserved resemptions too. Because like, I would love to have seen his force ghost at the end of the film along with Luke and Leia. I think that would have been even more of a happier, and even though they didn't end up together, but it would have been a little bit more of a happier ending in that she sees Ben in that way, back with mm-hmm. his mom and his uncle. And, yep. you know, because, I mean, the, the look at all everything that the Skywalkers went through. I mean, you can't exactly expect them to have a happy ending. You know, that's just the yep. nature of the name. But now with a new Skywalker, hopefully we can change that, right? You know, and that in that in that sense, it is brilliant that Ray is a Palpatine who ended up being a Skywalker because in the end, like that evil was pushed out, and yeah. she took the name of like the family that was tormented the most by <laughs> Palpatine, and so it makes perfect sense in the in the in the end. You know, I mean, yeah. Um, but it's so complicated. Like I, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm never going to be as eloquent about it as M because M has a lot of thought that has gone into this, and obviously, very she passionate passed. about the subject and so. Forth. Let's <laughs> not still- leave. Let's not leave Chase out of that either, because Chase well, is quite okay, articulate okay, okay, as well. All right. Okay. You and but- I are bumbling fools, but that's oh okay. uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we do it in tank tops. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that y'all are matching tonight. I will say, Mark and I are the same. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I think where this movie gave us some awesome, like, camera work and action scenes between Kylo and Ray, like when they're on Kajimi and all, like that's all cool looking. But where, right, where the Last Jedi worked so well was the emotional connection that they had in those Force connects, and it was all just gone. It was like bratty brother and sister fighting, and like, I want that necklace. Don't take my necklace. It was just, it felt like it was just, mm-mm. It was, that was not good. But I also think, had Ben lived, imagine how beautiful it would have been to, like, have both the Solos and the Skywalkers come together to, like, make a baby, and the Skywalker name is yes. carried through that way, right? Yes. And we have yes. another person outside of the family, like like uh, Padme was, comes back into the family to start this new generation. Imagine the Skywalker name being able to save someone from servitude, like Shmi, mm-hmm. and bring her back in and, also, and carry out Shmi's legacy as a Skywalker that way. Like, all of these things that could have been there with the poetry at Rhymes moments of just the two of them kind of being together and where Anakin died, his grandson got to live. He may have made the same mistakes, but he was able to be there and, like, fulfill what Anakin wanted. Uh. Well, I like, I, I love that, and I like to think that part of the reason why we don't, like, Mark, I agree that, like, Kyle, like, Ben's Force Ghost should have been there, 
But the reason I don't think they did is a reason why I'm excited. And I think they are going to bring Ben back. And I think they are going to bring Ben back to be more along the lines of what you're talking about, Brian. Mm -hmm. Like, I do think that they will eventually do that because also because of this, the whole concept of like a diet in the force is like so new in terms of like canonical on-screen Star Wars. Like we've seen the, the diet do things that we haven't been able to seen in like the major movies. So I like if, if anyone is able to come back from the dead and have it like, explained away in a cool way is a is a dyad in the forest only a dyad could really do that so i do think that he wasn't there almost in a a way that like is a fault of the movie where like they don't want to commit to anything they don't want to commit to anything so like they didn't put the forest ghost in there so that that could be open-ended so that hopefully they bring back uh ben and do that whole thing because i i think i don't know i like to think that's where they're going to go with it because i think that's something that could really like help recontextualize sort of like the bigger picture of the skywalkers and the palpatines and everyone yeah, I agree. I think we'll get a 10, 11, 12. And we'll explore yeah. all of those things. Well, I mean, that it'll make that reunion point. amazing, though, because if she does get to see Ben again, a lot of people will be happy, and they can make... They can fix a lot of things that a lot of people aren't happy about. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, look at Star Wars Lego gets it better than the Skywalker's probably got it. Yeah. So, can I ask something super important here? Because that I eventually voice actress get this, we did the most. Now we're in uh-huh. 12 minutes in here. I know. There are many things that I do enjoy about this film. And there are many yeah. things I have problems with, right? But the one thing that I've brought up many, many other times before is that I don't know that it was exactly a fitting into a 40-year saga. And that's where my biggest problem is with this film, right? That's what I, I'll, I'll always go back to. I enjoy it, like, as a standalone film. I think it's fun. It has cool moments. And like I said, it's beautiful to look at. But when it comes down to it, how do you guys feel about it being the ending chapter of a 40-year saga? I'll, I'll go last since I'm asking first, but what do you guys think? Because I think that's a super important question to be asked about this film because that is the weight it carries. I think it fails miserably, but I think that started at the Force Awakens, personally, of <laughs> of trying. I'm here to introduce new characters, 100%. Like, I love, we all love the it, new characters. I love all mm-hmm. the people they brought in yes, with these. But I don't think they paid enough attention to the prequels, starting with the Force Awakens, to actually have it really fit finish the saga at as a whole they were really busy and it was very important to them to make sure they bring in every single character from the original trilogy but they didn't bring in anyone from the sequel trilogy from the prequel trilogy and you have a character like ray who is this person in the diet who's a diet in the force she's very strong in the force and for her to have connections to the prequel trilogy which again they tried to do with a little come with me or be with me moment but like there's no there's no mention of padme there's no mention of of politics there's no mention of this the new republic and how it's trying to grow from the old republic there's no darth vader other than a helmet and a couple breaths and then they drop it like i've said this and i still feel this way that jj abrams and disney thought they knew more than george and they don't and i think that's why dave filoni is succeeding so much is because dave filoni understands how to bring star wars forward but also still respects george lucas and it's the reason i'm looking forward to obi-wan which is not about obi-wan but like i want to see what lucasfilm learned from these movies because i believe lucasfilm has learned a lot like i like more of what they've done than what they didn't do but i think this 
I think you hit the nail on the head, Mark. I like all of these movies as just individual movies. I like each and every single one of them. <laughs> but I don't like them in relation to what came before. And I think that's where I am having, like, I go back and forth and I flip-flop on the sequel trilogy in general because I actually really enjoy all of them. I even really enjoy Tross. If Tross was just Tross as it is, it'd be a root and hoot and good time. I don't think it would ever be one of my favorite movies, but I'd really have a good time with it. But it just didn't deliver on ending the Skywalker saga, like, at all. But I think it started with the rise of Skywalker, and I think it step number two is a major mistake in the Last Jedi to be literally like moments later. I think was a really big. I think that was a really big problem because there was no time for history to be built. Chase mentioned the history that they felt with Foe, Pin, and Poe, Finn, and Ray, but we didn't get that in the Last Jedi because there was no time there at all mm-hmm. so they didn't get any moments and then they introduced mm-hmm. Rose Tico who I love Rose Tico but we introduced another character and another relationship without actually fulfilling any of the relationships we got from the Force Awakens mm. that was really bad and negative I'm sorry uh, yeah. Mark uh, yeah Chase how about you um, I think it's a very it's a very healthy question like that Mark asked. And I think it's why it's just like a hard movie to talk about for everyone. Even the people that like love it, love it. Um, I tend to be on like the scale of like liking it and enjoying it. Um, I think that it's really, I, to be like point blank period. I just don't like they, it is almost inarguable to me that they didn't do a good job with it. Um, again, I do think that is like the the trilogy overall, but like I think that especially when it comes to like revisiting a movie like this, is it's really hard to put our biases aside. But like the bias, like any Star Wars fan who watched it when it came out in theaters and is and didn't like it and is revisiting it, is still coming back to it and reanalyzing it from like a pretty like bitter lens, like to some extent, whether it's 1% bitter or 90% bitter, like the way that people are rewatching this film, isn't doing the film any like service. And that's like a, that's kind of a frustrating part when it comes to the discourse around Tross, which is why I kind of typically lean towards the more positive. Cause I just think that people are never going to like it because they were heartbroken, but also justifiably heartbroken, but also like there's so much context into like there's so much context around Tross that I think is really important to remember as we like, as we rewatch this movie, which is this was a year where like screenwriters were really in and like names sold when it came to screenwriters and like the same with force awake weekends and JJ Abrams is a big name. And like Disney really wanted to make money back on its investment. And like, there were so many, like there are too many cooks in the kitchen. Like that's like another thing that we can like, hopefully like, give some grace to this movie because there were way too many cooks in the kitchen. We mm. had Disney, we had Lucasfilm and the story people at Lucasfilm who I actually completely trust. I think that it became a little bit trickier when Disney was in the picture and with big egos and big names like JJ Abrams. Like I'm sure he's a great guy and he is very talented at certain things he does. But like, like one thing that I know for sure is that there's just so many people pushing and pulling on this like delicate, delicate cloth because if there's one like if there's one movie that's going to be the most fragile it's the last one because it was marketed as the last one so it's going to be a very fragile thing and yet we have everyone running around like a bull in china shop trying to get their grubby hands on it to make it what they think it should be so it broke 
That's yep. how I feel about it. But because, <laughs> but because I didn't, I never really felt too disappointed by it because I wasn't kind of, I wasn't, I wasn't advertised the hype from the Force Awakens through Tross mm-hmm. as like the end all be all. I just kind of binged them all. So mm-hmm. I kind of, when I watch it, I'm just like watching a fucking movie, trying to have a good time and trying to find what I like about it. So that's, I guess, what I'd say about it. No, I love that you said that because, like I said a few weeks ago, I keep going back to this movie. It's probably the one I've watched the most in the sequel trilogy, even though I like it the least because it's the most fun to watch. The Last Jedi is probably my favorite, but it's also the most boring, and it's the one that I've actually probably watched the least amount of times. But it's mm. also my favorite. Mm-hmm. If that yeah, makes sense. It's, yeah, it's definitely a, a tricky movie, and it and it was destined to be because of not only. It, them promoting it as like the end all be all, but also just with the madness yeah. of the fact that it's going to be tricky because there's so many fucking brains on this movie. There are too yep. many brains on this movie and there are too many brains on the trilogy as a whole. The prequel trilogy as problematic as it is stands high because it, what there was, there weren't that many cooks in the kitchen. It was just George Lucas and he was doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. And he's also a visionary and started the whole thing and knows it better. But like, aside from that, there's just one person working on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or at least, I mean, there's a lot of people working on it, but yeah. you know, there is a, there is a, there's a, there's a driver in the driver's seat. <laughs> yep. Before yeah. I jump to you, M, let me just pull up what Paul says here. Cause I like this. Exactly. You can actually just have fun with movies that are intended to be that fun. Yeah. I agree, yes. Chase. Or uh Paul. I try to be really open and honest that I have an inability to do that with Star Wars. Like I love it too much, probably for the better, but also for the worse. <laughs> I have an inability to just have fun with Star Wars movie. Like they're too they're too personal for me. And it's like I can't go to church and just have fun. If the preacher up there is preaching stuff that I don't agree with, I can't just like, Oh, but the church is fun. Like, no, Mm. like to me. And I know that might be really extreme and radical, but I really think I look at it that way. Emma, how about you to answer Mark's question? Yeah. Oh, well, oops. Okay. Go. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't get to talk about Raylo. Oh, it's fine. So, well, no, I was going to say, like, all of the people, uh, everybody in the chat's moved on now, but all the people that were complaining about the kiss, do you know what? I'm going to tell you something oh. right now. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I don't think you already, dropped that before. Which is that that kiss is what made me a Raylo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've heard me on the fan fiction is good actually pod, shout out to Andy and their sweetheart. Um yeah, I talked about it on there, but like when I was watching The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, I was always very uh invested in Ben's story and I wanted to see what happened. I was very dismayed when I saw The Force Awakens to see Leia's family broken up. Um, because mm. I had that had been one of the things that I was the most excited to see when I knew when I heard there was a new sequel trilogy and that we were going to meet these characters. Um, and so yeah, like I was always really invested in him as a character, but I didn't necessarily feel like there had to be a romance mm. between him and mm-hmm. Ray. And then when I saw that kiss, mm. it was literally like someone had walked up behind me and hit me over the head with a frying pan, and I went. 
I made this sound like I actually like squeed like literally because my heart just like expanded like a marshmallow that had been dropped into water and this joy just like bubbled up from me. And so by having this visual representation of a possibility of a romantic connection between those two characters made me realize how much I wanted it. Why wasn't that your favorite thing that and this that movie did? And that is the moment I became a Raylo. So the put that in the shot, that's beautiful. Okay. I'm pro. <laughs> my favorite thing was. I will say too, like also things. like I get that some people like <laughs> didn't see it coming or whatever, but like sometimes like that's what yeah. life is like. Like sometimes like you just find yourself kissing someone, and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize. You know what I mean? I would argue that both of them like did feel that sort of like tension building and they did feel that connection and they did feel that attraction. But like sometimes like you just kiss someone when the world is ending because you realize how much you had common with them. Hmm. Yes. Well, and like I like I said during our during our last Jedi when like I said during our last Jedi conversation. Mm-hmm, I agree. Like just the fact that they had that conversation in the hut. I think people people gloss over that. But it's like you have to realize that we, you know, in a few force bonds, we went from Ray yell, like literally oh, trying to shoot him, yelling at him that he was a murderous snake. But then we get this, we again, then we get this progression to she yeah. has to confront a difficult truth, and he's the person that she wants to talk to about it. And that shows a level of connection and trust. It shows that she instinctively trusted him. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when he told her that she wasn't alone, that was him validating her trust and showing himself to be worthy of it. You know, I really like, I don't feel like it came out of nowhere. I feel like it was building towards it. And the other act of trust comes in, it's a great moment uh, when Ray it's passes. A great the moment. So to fucking him. cool. Yep. Me too. That's probably one of my favorite moments in an entire movie. And I hate the fact that he killed mm. all the Knights of Red because I <laughs> I think that was a terrible choice. But story wise, but that's just me. I'm I'm a Knights of Red fan girl. I can't have it. Yes. Well, were his boys, I, feel right? like, I, I feel like it was odd that their loyalty <laughs> would be mean, to Palpatine because yeah, they were, they were kind their of loyalty boys. It's like all of, a, all of a sudden his boy band no. wakes up and they go with the, the yeah, producer. Well, yeah, yeah, they were Kylo's, <laughs> Kylo's boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're... they're well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the Darksaber. Like, he killed Ren and so he gets to be the new Ren. And he and they, because... He slew Ren in combat with a good yeah. kill. You know, um, they they he gets to have their loyalty, and that's how it works. Those are the rules, you know. Yes. So it just seems strange yes. that they would suddenly be trying to stop him. Like if anything, yeah. they should have been I like an that. army at his back, coming to help him. I have written yep. that. I've written that. I've written that into fix. I love. You know. Because that's what I think should have happened. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I, I disagree respectfully and lovingly that that the connection between 
Ray and Kylo was not like came out of nowhere or whatever. And I think, and I think that one of the re- one of the things that obfuscates their burgeoning uh, intimacy is the fact that JJ broke one of Ryan's rules with the force bonds in Tross, which is that Ryan's rules mm-hmm. in and he did. the last Jedi were that they weren't yeah. allowed to be violent towards each other during their bonds. Like that's why it doesn't, that's why it doesn't work when Ray tries to shoot him. They can't use weapons against each other. They can't hurt each other. Their bonds so are I'm for gonna... the purpose of communing with each other yeah. and, you know, having like threatening this and, sort yeah. of moment of peace and serenity mm-hmm. together. I'm going to change what I said like, a little bit then. Each other I love the way Ryan their showed their and bond and their, how they were coming together. It didn't necessarily work the way JJ did it in his film. And that's why it didn't, to me, it didn't feel so earned because if they would have kept it going the way that Ryan was doing it, we absolutely was like, this is all building. This is what we've been waiting for. Right. In the end, we all should have been freaking Raylos. Every single one of us. And yep. that was the and that is the ultimate goal right there. That no, I agree. I agree. I'm sorry, that should have been like, that <laughs> been like dude, it's like it, we should have believed in them like we did later. So these grand epic films that we see, and you always want these two love interests to be together. Every single one of us should have been rooting for them. Yep. And yes. that moment. Like there's yeah. there is no if and or buts. If that's what should have came out as well of, of the other things, the other problems, you know, with the film. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and that would have fit with the theme that I talk about, how the prequels are about defining roles. The, 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 mm-hmm. um, the original trilogy is about fulfilling roles and the, the sequel trilogy is about transcending roles because that, whole if they had kept that as the arc it could the sequel trilogy could have been all about righting all the wrongs of the prequels and it could have been about jedi and force users learning Mm -hmm. that they could be whole people with with love lives and with romance that was healthy yep. and beneficial and still use their power in a responsible way because that's the tension, right? Is like in the prequel trilogy, the tension is between duty and love. And in the original trilogy, like Luke is just kind of like asexual, you know, because he's coming into this, into this Jedi power and, you know, Jedi have been divo- like the role of Jedi has been divorced from you know, like they're mm-hmm. not supposed to practice attachment and mm-hmm. they're not supposed to, you know, have loyalty to, you know, a, romantic partners. So it's like the sequel trilogy could have been about these two characters who are immensely powerful in the force mm-hmm. integrating mm-hmm. love and intimacy 100%. into their lives mm-hmm. in a healthy way and learning okay. to have balance. We got to start wrapping this up because it's been an hour yeah. and 30 minutes. We're going to have... We're gonna have a storm pilot specific episode because I really wanted to get into that. And oh, that's gonna get yeah, that's but like, like a whole a whole co- like a five hundred conversations. Yeah. yeah. So I think we should do a Finn post storm pilot episode specifically at a future yes. date. Emma, why does this not work for you as the end all be all of the Skywalker saga? Yep. 
Well, like I said, I mean, it's thematically void. Like it's, it's a, it's a black hole. It, it has nothing big to say about life or love or spirituality. And like, even the moment of all of the Jedi coming and communing with Ray, it felt kind of empty to me. And it felt also like it denigrated Ray in a way, like a lot of people who have an issue with that scene, they talk about how she's just made a vessel. She's just I, again, I would disagree with that though, because she's like literally, she's like literally a Jedi trained to be a Jedi. You know? So like any Jedi is going to be a vessel for all the Jedi before That's them. Fair. That's the only thing I'd say. That's fair. I think I agree with M. I think that's a good, had, that's a good point. Again, yeah, it's not had specific things been to introduced earlier into this I, I, movie, I the little build that. towards the ends would have helped. If she was sitting there floating in the rocks, pulling Avatar Aang moment with <laughs> Luke, if she had at least been communing with Luke more often, I think, and maybe even talked to Obi Wan. Maybe we had heard that she had been speaking to other people but she couldn't commune mm. with everyone. And that's what she was trying to do. And then we heard all yeah. of them. It would have been this moment of like, she finally did it. She did it. She did it. But like, we don't earn any of that. It's just, that's what I'm saying. This movie asks you to just like, Oh my God. Well, I wanted to yeah. hear all the Jedi. So now Ray did. Yay. But it's it didn't itself earn it. You know, there yeah. it's. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, it's just a bunch of stuff happened. It's this happened, and then that happened, and then this thing blew up, and then that, and then lightning, and then this happened, and then the end. Mm. But, like, and 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 obviously, the other thing that I loathe about the movie is the treatment of Ben's character. I mean, not only that he died, but, like, I just think it sends a really bad message that if you've screwed up enough, you just do your one good thing, and then you just get out of the way mm. forever. I feel like that's not a good message to give to people who identify with I'll give you character. That. Especially in the I brand like of Star Wars itself that yeah. teaches you those things. All right, Mark. So there you go. This is your, right. uh, your question. Okay. Out. <laughs> so, okay. So, again, I will go back to the scene because I think it was to be an important scene, but it, again, it was just, there was a void there. It just didn't come together the way it was supposed to, even though we saw it, right? all the ships showing up in that one scene, right? Which unfortunately after we got Avengers Endgame in the portal scene, when I saw that scene, I knew very well, this is what they were going to try to do in star Wars. And when I saw it, I was super disappointed because I was like, no, don't. I was like, you guys do your own thing. You don't need to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is no shade at the people who put all that work into that scene, because obviously it must have taken forever to make that happen. All those ships show up in that one scene. Right. But I think what you needed to do was you add the weight of the galaxy into it. Star Wars has always been about the pew pew, the lightsabers, the force mysticism, but also very much a big, big part of it was all the aliens and everybody we've met along the way. All these different people from all these different parts of the galaxy. And you're trying to bring this message of unity of the galaxy coming together. But a ship is not enough. The ship has no face, right? You know, you. I mean, it's nice to like go in and pick out all the different ships that are in there because that's like you're gonna geek out on that. That's that's beautiful. I love that for people, but I don't like that. You know, we don't get like <laughs> a ship full of Jawas. You know, Trandoshans, um, <laughs> all these the Aqualish, all these different beautiful races that all these people have spent all this time on all these years. 
and there was no faces to the galaxy coming together there at that last part. You get some familiar faces, and that's great and everything, but it was just like a drop in like a big bucket. It was not enough. And so I think that, you know, with everything else that was going on in the film, it would have been nice to get that one big release. And it's like, this is why you love Star Wars. This is why you come to watch these films, and we are ending this, and we're giving you this big finale because you stuck around this long or you've watched all the movies and gone back and like caught up and like you've taken this all in and you're here too, because you want to enjoy this. But I I just, it just was not a good delivery. I mean, that scene, I wanted it to be something super important. So bad. And if there was supposed to be an emotional scene, it should have been that one. That should have been where they like really had you. And that was it. Talk about a moment where you should have been ugly crying. That for me is what, I think should have happened at that moment. Um, so yeah, when, when that moment hit, it was at that point, I just kind of just checked out and I was done. You know, I was like, this is just, that's not, you didn't deliver, you know? And it's yeah. unfortunate because it's like a lot of people put a time and a lot of people put time into this film and we've come to love these characters that are introduced and everybody that's coming gone. It's Carrie's gone. And it's like, and this is what we got. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was super disappointing. And that's, I hate to end it on that note, but I just don't like that that's what they did with that particular scene. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, and, and we just got accepted and move on. I mean, that's all yep. I can do. Like I said, it didn't, ruin, you know, didn't ruin my life, but it didn't just ruin Star Wars either. Though. Yeah, it just, it's just disappointing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is my this is my last one more thing. I find it especially grotesque that they literally write into the story that stormtroopers have agency and that they can like mutiny and rebel and resist and they yeah, can no, it's definitely come a there like and seeks to, to make us empathize with them and also kills them for laughs. Without any context. Yeah, no, I agree. Right. Like, mm-hmm. pick one, please. Like, I mean, I prefer the Stormtrooper Ugh. mutiny slash rebellion storyline. In fact, I think, like, a full on Stormtrooper rebellion led by Finn would have been amazing. An amazing story choice for this film. It would have been a really good, solid, satisfying story, and it would have felt very mm-hmm. fitting yep. as part of the wrap up to mm-hmm. a series of films that were all about rebelling against authority and putting your foot down and saying no. And, and fighting against your own oppression and breaking oppression. Um, so yeah, I really think that they shouldn't have that whole, the whole stormtrooper thing was just not, it was not, but finally, yes. I love that. Yes. Yes. Yes, Battle Frick is one of my favorite <laughs> creature designs in all of Star Wars ever. No, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, that's I what kept me going. Was some great. We Battle Frick's coming. Like, fast forward through. I see Battle Frick. The droid is ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm with you. And like Fabulous the droids, great. so is Dio. Droids are real great. MVPs here. I like Dio a lot. Dio's Dio, all right, it makes me very sad, but Dio's great. Yeah, um, I, I feel I, the need. He's our he's our droid sad boy. <laughs> I feel the need to end on something else positive because this yes. has been a um, a negative pink milk, which we don't usually do these very often, but. Hopefully you still have fun. Uh, so something really great in this movie, I would say, um, honestly, the handoff of the lightsaber at the end was pretty darn great. And the little shrug. I love Ben Solo. I love that he had no dialogue. And I love that he was a completely different character than the Kylo that we saw before. I thought it was pretty powerful. And I was here yeah. for it. Emma, give us something positive. I know you said you only had one more thing, but give us one more positive. Let's end on something good. Yes. There we go. Boom. Um, I love Ajahn Kloss. I, mm. I write I write so many fics that are set on Ajahn Kloss because I love, love it. it as a place Mark. I can picture it so clearly in Kylo. my mind. Just because it's a special and, moment yeah, for me out of that film. Uh, like I said, me. I lost my dad not too long after that film and that scene just messes me up every time it feels like i get to see my dad one last time and kind of say the things i never got to say right without having to say them and dad understands so that that i'll say that is that no matter what i may have as far as problems with this film i will always love it for that scene alone that's exactly how i feel about ray skywalker all right. Like it gave me that, <laughs> and no matter whatever happens, this movie gave me that moment, and I will forever and always love it. And uh, that's the theater experience that I remember to this day. Chase, um, I will say I think that Storm Pilot gets fed in this movie as much as they want to throw like heterosexual like relations in there. I think Storm Pilot gets fed this movie. Um, I also will say I don't think Brian will agree with this, but I'll say like one big positive thing that I haven't been able to say really quickly is that i love leia's training sequence because it shows how like luke and leia were just trying to figure things out after this like insane thing happened in their lives as siblings (laughs) and they're just like let's just like train each other to be good at this thing and then leia's like okay we did that but like i'm gonna go do this part which is like the political part which is like you know and then so i just love that i think that it really gives sort of like the 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 sibling energy i love that we get that from that shot um and then I also will say one more thing is I think this is a good thing to end on that we can all agree on is the entire like motif. One thing that thematically that I will say, like instead of saying it's void of thematics, I would say the one thing that does seem to poke its head through multiple times in a very healthy, amazing way, especially for queer people is this whole idea of like, they make, they make, you know, they make you think that there's like no more of us, but there are more of us. That whole thing of like, that's how they get you to be scared. Like that theme for me is like what Tross is about. And that's why, that's why I love this movie is because it really speaks to like the rebel in specifically queer people, but also like any marginalized community. There are like marginalized communities are actually usually the global majority. And it's Mm -hmm. the, the systems, the systems of oppression that kind of keep those marginalized quote unquote marginalized communities thinking that they're marginalized, but there are always more of us. So that's what I'll say. You know, I'm going to give one more great thing about this movie, but specifically to John Boyega and Oscar Isaac, 
I know Disney told you no, that you weren't going to do it, but you did it anyways. And I (laughs) do not care what straight homophobes want to come up on my Twitter and try to talk about Fimpo not being a real thing or that I might be grasping at straws or I might be doing this. But those two people were a couple in this movie through it, through and through and through. Like, I am sorry. There is no way. You can read it as anything else other than that bickering couple and poor Finn is stuck between his like bestie and his husband that are like, they don't argue. And he's like, I love both of you. You both make solid points. I agree Mm -hmm. with both of you and I'm going to do my best because I also know the two of you love each other, but you're just at each other right now. And I'm going to be here in the middle. And I thought Finn or John Boyega played that so beautifully. Like I Speaking of rebellions and at the heart of Star Wars about rebelling against your oppressors, like those two actors did it anyways. Fine. Put Daft Punk in here and tell to try to tell people that no, we're not real. But we're gonna do it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) But like they did it anyways, and to speak to to speak to Chase's like there are more of us as a queer moment for two straight allies to stand up and risk everything to still play their characters as queer because that's what the fan base demanded that's what they saw and put it on a line that is what allyship should be that is what it should always do and i am forever grateful to those two actors for continuing to do it because whatever straight homophobes want to not see like willfully ignore good on them because we all saw exactly what they did and they still put the first gay characters in a mainstream star wars movie and i'll always forever be grateful for that yes yes also dead cob you're doing the same thing and i love you thank you appreciate it <laughs> all right emma where can people find you you can find me on twitter at hetzlea h-u-t-c-s-l-e-i-a mark you can find me on twitter and instagram at i am el diablito um y que la fuerza te acompañe Love it, love it, love it. Hey, bitch. Hey, you can find me. On- <laughs> you can find me on YouTube. I'm that gay Jedi on YouTube or Twitter at underscore that gay Jedi. Or if you like horror movies, you can find me on the queer horror podcast Fear Queers. Love it, love it, love it. Steam Queens, thank you so much. Thank you for this evening. Listening later, thank you. This is a longer episode. This is a big one to talk about. I'm looking forward next week to talking some Star Wars Legos, uh, the new game. Hey! I'm going to play it. Despite <laughs> what any of you may or may not think, I'm going to play the game. Uh, thank you for bearing with us on this. Um, but I hope it was still a fun show. We are-